Today on Bible Conversations, we're going to be talking about the big picture. All right, welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Um, it's uh, just Chris and myself again today. We don't have uh, any guests with us, but I believe next week we'll be having a guest. Is that right? I think so, and we do also have the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, there is that. Yeah, but, um, we're two or more gathered together, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, next week I believe we're going to be having a guest. Um, if not next, it'll be the week after. Yep, but, so uh, be looking forward to that. Yeah, we're yeah. excited about that one. It, it, it'll be fun. It'll be um, interesting. It'll be new. It'll... Mm-hmm. It should be good. Yeah. Uh, but today we're talking about the big picture. Yeah. Um, and this is actually what I'm going to be preaching about this coming Sunday night. Okay. Uh, so I always like to give a little, uh, I don't know if it's uh, a preview and it's not really for our listeners. <laughs> it's more so for me to be able to talk through my thoughts before, yeah. um, before I get up and present the lesson on Sunday night. Well, and there's something different about preaching and talking. Right. Like, there is. Yeah. You know, and I think the purpose of what we do here is to have a conversation, right? Yeah. Bible conversation is to have a conversation about what we're talking about. Yeah. You get up to preach. It's very much a different method of delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it's I think it's good. It's always good to talk about what's going through you know, your mind. And uh, oftentimes I find whenever I'm talking about things that are on my mind, it becomes a lot clearer. Yeah, um, it does. You know, and so that, that's good. Putting your thoughts out there just helps you yeah. um, bring them all together. Yeah. You um, realize, wow, that did not sound how I thought it would sound. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, as we talk about the big picture, yeah, um, I'll get to what that big picture is in a minute. Yeah. Um, but I want all of our listeners, you can, y'all can go ahead and flip to Romans chapter 2. If you got your Bibles out and um, as you're listening to this, that's where... I want to start the discussion today, but first I want to ask a, a question. You know the phrase, have you ever missed the forest for the trees? Yeah. Um, where it's like you're you're missing the the whole picture, the forest, because you're too focused on the trees. Yes. Um, you're, you're looking at the individual little details, and so you, you miss the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the analogy that I'd like to work with Um Okay. Today. So keep that in mind as we okay. go throughout this. I can do that. Um, but in Romans chapter 2, uh, Paul is writing this letter to uh, folks who are Christians who used to be Jews, um, used to uh, – well, they're, they're still Jews by ethnicity, um, but now they are religiously identified as Christians. Yes. Um, and, and as Paul's writing them, he's talking about – the law versus, uh, you know, the Mosaic law versus the law under Christ and yep. uh, the relationship between that. Um, and I want to start reading around verse 17 of Romans chapter 2. It says, um, but if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know his will and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law. And if you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Uh, Paul's basically getting on to them for, for preaching something different different than they practice. Yep. Um, 
And this is something that Christ had so many discussions with the Pharisees about, Mm -hmm. preaching something different than the practiced. Um, And the Pharisees had a slightly different problem. They were uh, adding to the law, um, making um, things that were not, uh, according to the law of Moses, traditions among the people. Um, And that's a lot of what Christ had to tear them down about. Um, But here, Paul's telling these, these folks that... Um, they just got so caught up in the letter of the law. And if you fast forward to the, um, the end of the chapter in verse, um, 28 and 29, it says, for no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical, but a Jew is one inwardly. A circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. And Paul is using the word Jew here to talk about someone who is is righteous, not necessarily um, a a religiously devout Jew, but he is is using the example of what they think of as a religious devout person, yeah. um, and and telling them this is what a a devout person is, a, a mature person spiritually speaking yeah he says it's it's someone who's not one outwardly who is um not circumcised outwardly and and physically um but is circumcised by the heart um by the spirit not by the letter yeah um and it's someone whose praise comes from god and not from man yeah now when we think about that, Paul's talking about folks who are so caught up in the law of moses when there's 600 and so odd um laws yeah. from the Old Testament, and they were so dedicated to following every single one of those by the letter. Yeah. And Paul is basically telling them, under Christ, you need to not be focused on the letter of the law, the, the little every single detail. Yeah. You need to be focused on the heart, yeah. i.e. the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, so that's how I want to open up the discussion and I want to get some thoughts back from you because I feel like I've been rambling for a minute (laughs) here. Um, but that's, that's kind of where I'm going on Sunday night. So, so I kind of want to hone in on the idea of the circumcision of the heart, Mm. right? So the, the purpose of circumcision in the old Testament, right. Was to identify one as a, as a part of God's people. Yes. Right. And so the idea there of circumcision as a whole is to identify oneself with God. Mm. Um, and I think that's a really critical part of this idea here of, of, of what, of what Paul is talking about is that if you are going to identify yourself as, as a child of God, right, as a faithful individual of God, then you need to act as such, right? Mm. You need to do the things that are akin to being faithful to God. You need to do the things that are going to set you apart from the world, right? Romans 12 is, is, you know, the, as Paul gets to it later, right? Yeah. Do not be conformed to the world. Be yeah. transformed by a renewal of your mind, right? Well, that's yeah. that's a circumcision of the mind, right? A circumcision of the heart. It's a choice that you make in order to follow after God. Yeah. Uh, and and that's what sets you apart. And I think that's I think that's something that I struggle with a lot, right? I think that's something that everyone struggles with a lot. Yeah. Is choosing each and every day, each and every moment each and every action to follow after God. Man, this this morning I was driving to work and there's so where I where I leave out of uh, there's a, a really just awful stoplight. Like it's just <laughs> stupid. 
but it has two stoplights. One yeah. is to turn left or go straight, and one is to turn right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just left and then right and straight. Either way, there's two stoplights up yeah. there. There's really room for one and a half cars. <laughs> and so what happens like 99% of the time is I will get up there and there's a car right in the middle of them. Yeah. And I can't turn right. Like I just, I can't do it because they're taking up most of the way. Right. And mm-hmm. so I get frustrated. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been two minutes that I've been sitting in my car and people are already messing up my day. Right. <laughs> and then I have to constantly tell myself, be patient, yeah. be loving, be kind. Right. This morning, this uh, there's there's an individual who was turning right, and then the person went like 30 feet forward and then turned right again, and into like a parking lot. This person went maybe like three miles an hour <laughs> on the second turn, and I just was just like, accelerate a little bit. Yeah, and I had to tell myself again, man. I've got it. Like I've got to work on my heart, right? I've got to mm-hmm. work on not getting upset, not getting frustrated, not letting those things show, right? Not yeah. not choosing to be what the world is, yeah. choosing to be what God is, what Christ is, right? Yeah. And that's not getting upset at the little things. It's not paying so attention to the details, right? It's the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I'm going to work. I'm going to serve God. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. And, and the, the bigger picture is, um, it, in this case, following Christ. Yeah. Um, and so the idea that I want to present along with that as far as the bigger picture, what yeah. is what is the forest and yeah. what is the trees? Exactly. The trees are the little detail of I need to not get angry. I need to to be humble. I yep. need to be loving. I need to be a servant. I need yep. to, to bear one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. All of those are the trees. Those yep. are all details as far as part of being a Christian. Yep. And the idea that I want to present that – I don't think that we really think about enough is that the the forest, the bigger picture, if you will, yeah. that's loving Christ. There's a reason that, that Jesus said, and I think it's John chapter 12. I really am going to be wrong on that if I don't look it up. Um, but he said there's, there's one command that summarizes all the law and all the prophets, all the little details. Yeah. It's to love God. Yeah. And, and there's a reason that he just gave us one law because it, it, combines everything else within that law. And so I think that's sometimes where we get, um, get our way lost as Christians is, is we get too focused on the details as far as I need to, to do every single letter of the law. I need to do everything, every little tiny thing that Christ commanded where, whereas in Jesus is like, if you love me, all of that's going to come. And, and we get into this this case of, okay, I need to make sure I'm carrying this. I need to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to, to this being humble. I need to make sure I'm, I'm loving my neighbors. I need to make sure that, that I'm, I'm serving one another. And we end up with our arms full of all these little tiny details. But the thing is, we're not able to carry all of them. Yeah. Our arms aren't big enough. Our, our, you know, we, we don't have the strength to carry every single little detail by itself. And then that's where the world looks at us and they say, hypocrites. That's the that's why y'all are hypocrites because you say we're supposed to, to do all of these little things to be yeah. a Christian and you yourself can't carry everything. Yeah. But if we realize that we just need to put all of that into the bucket that is Christ yeah. and loving Christ, then we are able to carry it all. But we don't even think about carrying everything because we're just thinking about carrying the 
bigger picture that is Christ. I, I hope this analogy is, is following. On on Sunday night, I'll have visual aids to help with it. <laughs> um, yeah. But but that's kind of where I'm I'm just like Jesus so many times when you read throughout the, the book of John says, believe in me. Yeah. Trust in me. Put your faith in me. Put your hope in me. Over and over, it's the focus on me. Yeah. And throughout the other gospels, uh, Luke in particularly, we get um, more of the individual commands, uh, especially in Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount. We get yeah. the um, the do this, do this, don't do that, um, and we we get crossed up, and we get to thinking like these early Christians in Rome. Who are focused on the letter of the law, yeah. and instead of the bigger picture, we miss the forest for the trees uh, all the time. Um, and I, I don't think it's a radical idea. I don't think it's anything that that people are going to be like, "Wow, that's that's brand new. I've never thought about that before." But it is something that we don't really talk about because we we talk about these individual commandments a lot. You know, we go through the Beatitudes. We go through the, the the Sermon on the Mount and talk about the individual things. But if we took a second and stepped back to look at the bigger picture that Christ is trying to get across, it's to love him and everything else will come. I think, so with regards to, to loving him, so I love what you're saying, but I think there's a, um, there's a part of, focusing on the individual that lends itself to the greater. So mm-hmm. if you if you focus only on, you know, let's say you focus only on not getting angry, right? Yeah. Well, you're not then paying attention to everything else that's going on around you, right? Yeah. But if you go out and you make your day pointed towards Christ to where every decision you make is how does this, like how is what I'm about to do affecting Christ, right? How yes. is what I'm about to do pleasing to the Lord, right? Is what I'm about to do pleasing to God? I think when we ask that question, right, when we when we frame it in that regard, it makes it a whole lot more understandable that our job is to please God. Our job is yeah. to focus on the Lord. Our job is to focus on loving as Christ loved the church. Yeah. And that encompasses all the little things, right? Like the forest, as you're saying, encompasses mm-hmm. all these little things. But every decision we make, every decision that we are a part of has to be viewed through the lens of, well, how does this please God. Exactly. And it's not a, I'm telling myself not to get angry just for the sake of not getting angry to be a better person. I'm yeah. not going to to serve for the sake of serving. Yeah. Um, it's a, I, I do everything for the sake of Christ. Yeah. And that's, that's Paul's message too. He wrote that to the church in most of his letters. I do it for the sake of the cross. Yeah. Um, all of these things for the sake of the cross. And, and when we are able to understand that it's it's not to be a better person. It's not to make the world a better place. It's for the sake of the cross. Yeah. And when we do things for the sake of the cross, yeah, we're going to become better people, of course. We're going to make the world a better place, of course. But the purpose is for the sake of Christ. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to what uh, Chris McCurley talked about is, you know, we've got our purpose and our mission, right? Our purpose yeah. is to do the will of God. And our mission is to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. And... If our purpose is to serve God, we're going to fulfill our mission, right? If our purpose is to serve God and to please God, we're going to be kind. We're going to be loving. We're going to be all of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, It reminded me of Galatians 2, uh, specifically verse 20, 
But I really want to talk, verse, start in verse 17. If our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners. Is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. For I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Mm-hmm. We died to ourselves because we are faulty. And I've talked about this with the teens um, couple times recently, right? That we there's only one individual that we can ever really truly rely on. And that's Christ. I will let myself down. Mm-hmm. As much as I love my wife, there will times she will let me down and mm-hmm. I will let her down, right? You will let me down. I will let you down. Uh the elders here will let me down. I will let the elders down. Yeah. Right? Like we're people. We're yeah. going to let one another down. Yeah. Whether it's intentional, whether it's uh purposeful, whether it's accidental, whether it's um just not even a real thing, right? It's just a feeling that we have. Yeah. We're going to let one another down, but Christ will not Yeah, because Christ cannot. He never has. He never will. Yeah. And when we put our faith in him, when we put our trust in him, we know that everything that we're doing is going to work out for good. Yeah. Like you were saying earlier, right? Like we, our goal and our purpose should not necessarily be to become a better person. I think that's a fine purpose. I think that's a fine goal. But ultimately, our goal needs to be to serve God, right? Yep. We remain a Christian, right? Not because we're afraid of hell. It's a fine goal. It's a fine reason, right? We remain a Christian not because our parents were. It's a fine reason. We remain a Christian because we love God, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, there there are different levels and different tiers or whatever you want to call it, right, of yep. rationale and reasons. And I think the ultimate reason that we remain a Christian is because we love God. The ultimate reason that we do what we do is because we genuinely love God. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and so, well, and, and that's, I think the peak of spiritual maturity too, yeah. is Christ likeness. Yeah. Um, one of the things I actually mentioned in class last night, um, as I was talking with, with folks in my Bible class, um, we're talking about, uh, being spiritually mature and, um, and being like Christ, um, trying to excel in our Christ likeness. And one of the things that we always say in the church is um, that we understand we're supposed to be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect. That's scripture. We, we understand that, but then it's always followed up. And I absolutely hate this, but it's always followed up with a disclaimer, but we know all men sin and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. And I, I told everyone in, in class last night, I was like, can we all just agree to stop putting that disclaimer on it? We all know that Bible verse. We all know, uh, I think it's, it's Romans chapter six. six. Yeah. Um, verse 23, something like that. Yes. Um, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. But and, thanks be to God. But thanks be to God. But we always quote that verse whenever we're talking about being perfect, being Christ-like. Um, we're always like, ah, all well, men have sinned and, and fallen short of the glory of God. We neglect the second half of that verse. Yeah, well, we do that too. But my, my point was is let's stop putting a disclaimer on it because it's kind of just like an excuse. I'm supposed to be perfect, but I know I'm really not going to make it there. Yeah. And I'm like, because we all know that in the back of our mind, let's yeah. just stop after after saying we're supposed to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. There's no need to put a disclaimer unless you're talking with someone who does not know the blood of Christ, who does not know the the saving power of Christ. Then absolutely 
talk about we know we're not all perfect, which is why we need the blood of Christ. But for those who are in Christ, the ones who who have been washed in his blood, let's we we got to strive for Christ likeness and we'll never get there if we always put a disclaimer for yeah. NFL football teams their goal is the Super Bowl yeah. a- every single one of them start the season with the goal of the Super Bowl well except for like maybe the Jaguars and Lions who their goal is like the first overall pick um <laughs> anyways every single team the goal is the Super Bowl yeah the coach doesn't get up there at the beginning of the season and say our goal is the Super Bowl but we know that uh, we're not the best in our division so we're going to try to work really hard. They they leave it at the, our goal is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, the teams who aren't the best in their division, they know in the back of their heads, but they keep that as, as fuel for the fire. They don't put yeah. that out there as an excuse. Yeah. Christians have used uh, Romans 6.23 as an excuse for not being able to be perfect. Yeah. So I think, and I could just be putting words into your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think okay. what what frustrates you most about that is the fact that it's almost giving ourselves permission to sin. Yeah, exactly. And that I am not a fan of. Yeah. And and it's never in an intentional way of like, it's okay, we're we're sinful, but it's more of a, I'm going to sin. So I just want to let everybody know that I'm going to sin and fall short. That way, when I do it, you're not as upset at me. Yeah, exactly. Right. Not a, I can sin, but I'm going to, sorry. Yes. I'm human. So the, the reality is, right, and, and as you just stated, right, like we are going to fall short. But the goal should not be to fall short. The yeah. goal should be to strive for perfection. The goal should be to become like Christ. And that just reminds me of uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, right? So Paul here has been talking to the brethren in Philippi, right, that he wants to attain the resurrection from the dead, mm-hmm. right? He's going to do anything, right, that he can. I may know him, verse 10, I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And then in verse 12, and this is the part that he's not giving himself permission Mm -hmm. to sin. He's letting people know he's not perfect, but he's not giving himself permission to sin. He says here, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, right? In other words, I still sin. I'm not already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, there's always more work to do. There's always. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but that's what's in my head. There's always more to do. We always got to keep working. Exactly. And, And we're... We are never going to be perfect. But, man, if we don't strive for perfection, we're never even going to get close. Yeah. Right? We're never going to get better. If we are always complacent about, man, well, I'm just not going to be perfect, so why even try? Right? Yeah. If the football teams or the basketball teams, the baseball teams, all those professional teams thought at the very beginning of the season, before the first game's played – you know, I just uh, – I don't think we're going to win this year, so yeah. I'm not going to try. Um, it's it, just not going to work it out It reminds well. me of a quote from a football movie, actually, <laughs> um, funny enough. Uh, remember the Titans? The, no, it's, I don't uh. remember the name of it. I, I want to say it's like the Longest Yard or something like that. It's about that, <laughs> that football team in California. No, not the Longest Yard. Definitely not that one. No, it, it's about this like football team in California who like yeah. had a 140-something game winning streak. Like It was like years and years that they went on this streak without losing a game. Yeah. And – um, the coach told them, uh, I think it was before every game or, or something like that, maybe before every season, I don't expect a perfect game from y'all every single game. Yeah. But what I do expect 
is a perfect effort. Yeah. Because if you're not giving a perfect effort, you might as well not even be on the team. I do expect a perfect effort. I know people are going to make mental mistakes, but I expect a perfect effort. And and that transitions so well to the spiritual, to the, the Christian walk that God expects a perfect effort. He, he knows we're going to sin and fall short, but he expects a perfect effort. And so let's stop giving ourselves excuses. Let's stop saying, well, I know I'm not going to make it because then that just puts it in the back of your head subconsciously to it's, wear down that 110% effort. Yeah. I think the movie is When the Game Stands Tall. That's it. Yeah. When the Game Stands Tall. Yeah. Uh, just had to look it up. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we we do. We give ourselves permission to sin. And and sometimes it's not even like a, a conscious thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's a subconscious thing. Exactly. But our goal should always be to be better. Yeah. Right. If we, man, if, if Monday we really struggle, well, Tuesday is going to be better than Monday. Yeah. Right. And if Tuesday we did great, well, Wednesday is going to be better than Tuesday. Right. Like yeah. that should always be the goal. Always. And uh, if we fall short of that, it's not a, it's not a matter of, well, thanks be to I God. Knew, I knew that was, that would happen. Right. Yeah. But, it's a man. Th- exactly. Right. Thanks be to God for his is the free gift. Right. Like yeah. he has given us a free gift. Yeah. So tomorrow I'm going to do better than today. Yeah. Right. And it's always about that striving to be better. Right. And mm-hmm. whatever it is that we do, striving to be better at giving, at loving, at caring, at compassion, at kindness, at humility, at all of the things. And to make that point, I think, I hope that the listeners don't, don't view this right as, as what we're talking about, but man, I am nowhere near where I need to be. Yeah. Right. Like I am so far from Christ that it's it's rough. Yeah. Like I would and and really the way to go about getting better at all of that yeah. is keeping Christ at the forefront of your mind. Yes. And and that's I guess the the whole summarization of yeah. uh what I'm gonna try to get across to folks. Um yeah. and and one more place that I wanted to take everyone is, is Luke chapter ten. Mm-hmm. Um it's starting in verse thirty eight, uh Luke records a story and it he says Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. That's the point that I want to get across to people. We get so caught up with the, I got to, I got to serve for the purpose of serving. I got to um, love for the purpose of loving. I got to bear one another's burdens. I got to make sure that I'm humble. I got to check all of these boxes according to the law of Christ. When really the law of Christ is focus on Jesus and all. All of these things will be added. Yeah. Um, you know, we always try to put lists together as far as priorities. Yeah. There's the, you know, Jesus, others, yourself, Jesus, family, friends, football, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, when we're putting lists together, it needs to just be Jesus. Yeah. Because when he is number one with no rivals, then the anger, it gets easier. Yep. The humility, the serving, yep. you name it, it, it gets easier. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all about Christ. Yeah. And it, it, that's not a, a radical idea or anything, but, but I think especially over the last year and a half, people have forgotten 
it's all about Christ. I just need to focus on him. I don't need to focus on on making sure that 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 the world has unity. I don't need to focus on on making sure that that we all get along and we all love each other. Man, we meet at the cross. Yeah. That's where unity is found. That's where love is found. We need to set our minds on the cross and everything else happens. Yeah. No. I agree with that. I think I think if we set our minds on Christ mm-hmm. and we focus on what is pleasing to God, right? What is yeah. and what is God's will? Yeah. Right? Is is this and I I think oftentimes we ask the question, right? Well, is this okay? Is this sinful? Is this yeah. Well, that's just the wrong question, right? That's the yeah. wrong attitude and it's, it's that thing from like the 90s with those bracelets WWJD. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's apparently those are still around today. So really? I, yeah, I talked with the uh the teens last night and part huh. of this was actually what we were talking about and uh, I, I told them, I said, you guys are probably too young, but we used to have bracelets, WWJD. And they were like, oh, I have one. I just, I just mine's at my house. I was like, oh, all right. Well, I guess y'all are old. Huh. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but the idea there, right, is what would Jesus do, right? Yeah. Well, man, if we focus our mind on that, right, then all of the questions of, well, how do I serve? How do I be loving? How do I, those all become answered when you answer the question, what would Jesus do? Now, if you don't know what Jesus would do, Study. Yeah. Read your Bible. Talk with somebody. Right. Like figure out what Jesus would do. Yeah. Because that in of itself is a is a hurdle that you need to overcome. get to know Christ. It's, yeah. It's actually really cool. Um, studying the life of Christ and, and not reading so much to see uh, his commands, but but reading it to see his actions. Yeah. When you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to see the more or less personality of mm-hmm. Christ, the the way that he spoke to people the yeah. way that he interacted with people who loved him and hated him you really you can get a picture of of Christ and and it's not just so much of a um a passive loving you know yeah. throw up a peace sign type of guy it's uh it's very active yeah you you really get to see the who Christ was when he yeah walked on the earth in the flesh. Yep. Um, so that's one thing I would encourage everyone to do is, yeah. is read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and look at who Jesus was as a person. Yeah. Um, I think and that's emulate the, that. Yeah. I think that's the first step, right? The, the discussion that we've had today has been very much contingent upon the idea that we know who Jesus is. Yes. Yeah. If you don't know who Jesus is, the discussion that we've had is absolutely pointless. Yeah. Right. Because if you don't know who Jesus is, you don't know how to respond like Jesus would. And if you don't know how to respond mm-hmm. like Jesus would, then, yeah, <laughs> right. You're not going to become more Christ-like. So, first step definitely is to get to know who Jesus is, and, mm-hmm. and once you know who Jesus is, right, at least even a little bit, right, even just a little bit of who Jesus is, and as you continue to grow in that knowledge, strive to be like Him, because um, I'm still learning who Jesus is. Yeah, right. And I think I think if I ever feel that I have attained knowledge of who Jesus is, like completely, I'm in trouble. Yeah, right. Like I'm in trouble. Because because we always need to press on. We always need to press on, right? Not that I have attained it. So, yeah. anyway, I uh, appreciate the conversation, man. I, I thought it was I thought it was good. Absolutely, yeah. I'm looking forward to Sunday night. So everyone uh, from Keller who's listening to this uh, when it's posted on Friday, y'all will get a little sneak peek of what's to come yeah. Sunday night. So, um, but that doesn't mean you don't get to come to does that mean to I worship get to fall Sunday night? Worship? No, that's not what that means. Y'all still have to come because I have a lot more analogies and and more in depth stuff to go into. So. All right, all right. Well, good. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I appreciate it, Dylan. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and close this out today. Go for it. Um, guys, we just want to thank you all for listening and uh, tuning in. Uh, please let us know if you have any questions, any uh, comments, concerns, anything that you would like to bring to us. We are uh, more than happy to to talk with you and hear from you. And um, just listen to the next little bit as you uh, can figure out how you can help us. We're so thankful for all of you. Love you all. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, We do our best to provide... Uh, biblical and and, and strong uh, discussion and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with thank you all so much for all of your support we love you